How many times a day do you ask or get asked, how are you? And we respond, doing well, good. But are we really well? Or is it just an automatic response? Is it easier not to know? The Being Well podcast is not a five-step process to being successful or loving life. It's conversations about vulnerable topics. We don't have all the answers, but we do have stories, examples, and tips that are real. Listen in as we discuss how to be well in a world, life, career, and business that feels very chaotic. My name is Eloise Stewart, and I am a small business owner who works hard to be well after years of burnout. I believe that being well is a constant evolution, not a destination. It's not enough to hear or know tips to being well. We have to talk about it in the context of real life and practice it. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Being Well, the podcast. My name is Eloise Stewart, and this time it's just me. Usually on our episodes, I am joined by my friend and co-host, Will Joseph, and he will return next time. But today, I get to share with you how I have practically reduced decisions in my life based on my priorities in my life in this season of life. We're in the middle of a podcast series on decision fatigue. And I would encourage you to listen to the episodes in order so that you can gain some greater context about what we're talking about today. Most recently, Will and I have been discussing the concepts of control and priorities. We've talked about the mindset of control, how we have to first let go of control, let go of trying to control all the things in our life, uh, let go of worrying about not having control so that we can actually see what we should control in our life. And we do this by recognizing the priorities that we have, the priorities that we have for ourselves, not what everybody else wants of us, priorities in our life for the specific season that we're in right now. And those priorities can then impact our decision making. I want to walk you through a few areas in my life that I reduce decision fatigue based on the priorities that I have in this season of my life. And the first has to do with food, which might be kind of interesting to you. My husband and I love good food. We enjoy cooking together. That is a priority for us. My husband, Aaron, is also great at grilling. He's great at at, at smoking meats. Um, he's just a great cook, and I think that's because he's really patient. A few years ago, my business was demanding more and more of me. I was serving on more boards for nonprofits, and sometimes I wouldn't end my workday until 7 p.m., But at the same time, my husband, Aaron, was coaching multiple sports at the middle school and high school level, as well as teaching. He also wasn't getting home until about 7 p.m. most nights, you know, and we would be tired and hungry. And then that inevitable question would be asked, what do you want for dinner? 6 or 7 p.m. is probably the worst time to decide that you need to thaw the frozen chicken in the freezer to make fajitas or chicken pasta or whatever it is. We would make something, and what would happen is we would end up making something, uh, but it would be really late until we actually ate, which isn't healthy. Or we would say, okay, I'm too tired, and we would end up going out to eat, which you're spending more money. And Or we would make something, but it'd be really quick, and it wouldn't actually be using the things that we had bought from the grocery store that week. And so I'd end up throwing out a lot of fresh produce. That's also wasting money. And it wasn't working. We were wasting money, we were wasting time, and we were hangry (laughs) a lot of the time. And I don't actually remember the day that we started planning out our meals, but, but slowly we started planning out our meals and what we would eat each night. And this is not a new concept. A lot of people do this. 
but I would write them down in a notepad and it was a notepad that only had our meals. We didn't write anything else in that notepad and we kept it in the kitchen so we could always find it. But we were still struggling to fix the right meal for the right night. We were, we were still coming in really late and it wasn't working still. And so I decided to try it, try something new and take it up a notch. And so we started meal prepping, meaning that I would not only meal plan, but then I would take that meal plan and we would make all those meals ahead of time on Sunday evening. Now, before you turn this off, be like, oh, this is all about meal, meal prepping. I'm not a meal prepper. Hear me out here. This is not your normal meal prep. We are not the types of people who want to eat the same meal five days a week or four days a week. We don't want to eat the same meal more than twice. We love good food. We love eating together and we wanted to eat at home more. Those were our priorities. Those are still our priorities in this season of life. So because those are our priorities, meal prepping made sense. We started small. It wasn't that we were trying to prep and cook every meal for seven days. Maybe it was one or two. And it's morphed into probably on average, we are cooking about four meals on Sunday nights. Now, we're not cooking the entire meal on Sunday night. We're cooking the parts that take the longest so that each night when we come in, whether it's 6 p.m. or 7 p.m., we can quickly throw that meal together. It's a healthy meal. We actually eat it where you're not throwing away food and we can enjoy it together. So how do we do it? I actually want to give you the practical way that it works for us because I'm, it's my hope that it will encourage you. You might not want to meal prep. You might not want a meal plan, but I hope me walking you through this process and why it works for us will inspire you to pick something in your life that is a priority that you can streamline and actually enjoy. So how do we meal plan and meal prep? This is what works for us. First, I have a notepad that I purchased off of Amazon that is only for our meal plans. Nothing else, no other notes. And I will, I will take a sheet of that notepad and I will write out the days for two full weeks. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And I'll write them all out. Then I'm going to look at our calendar. My husband and I share a calendar with our busy life, um, life uh, styles plus our work. We share a Google calendar and we put things on there so we can see what's going on. I know when he has certain games, he knows when I'm going to be at certain events. It's really helpful in communication. So I look at the calendar and I look at each evening for the next two weeks. When are we out? When are we going to an event or a party? When are we traveling? Or when is Aaron out and I am home? And I mark those days um, in on my notepad next to the right day. What we also have started doing that's made things a little bit easier, but also kind of fun is that we have picked theme meals. So for instance, on Fridays, we usually have pizza. Now, if something comes up and there's a birthday party or there's a reason to go out, we might not have pizza, but it's already set in stone that it's pizza. Sometimes I will have frozen pizzas in the freezer. So to make it super easy, or we'll go pick up a pizza, but the default is pizza on Fridays. On Sundays, though, we do Sunday sandwiches, and this is fun. This is where we do something, a new recipe, kind of a splurge meal. Uh, sometimes the sandwiches aren't healthy, but they are really tasty. And so we always do a sandwich on Sundays. Those are our theme meals. So I'll go ahead and put in any time that we're out, any time that we're traveling, any time that we have a theme meal. 
Then I take out a scratch piece of paper and I will write down all the ideas of the the meals that we're craving. So Aaron might say, I really want enchiladas this week, or I know that I want to have a salad this week. And I know that we want to do a pesto dish of some kind. And I want to make sure we do some kind of Asian inspired meal. So I'll go ahead and start writing all those down. Now, as I'm looking at the notepad, I'm looking and I usually have about three or four meals that I need to to plan um, and that we're going to need to prep per week. So that usually averages about eight meals that I need to figure out. So I'm going to try on my scratch sheet to come up with at least eight ideas. Now, I look on Pinterest. I have a ton of boards on our Pinterest account um, that are broken down by Mexican and Asian and sheet pan and salads and soups, um, different categories. So I'll go back there and I'll find inspiration there. I also have a few cookbooks that I really like that have to do with meal prepping and meal planning. And so I'll look there. And also because we've done this for so many years, we actually have people who who send us messages on Instagram and give us ideas for recipes they really like. So that's fun too. I also have created a Google Doc for ourselves where I've listed almost every recipe that we've made in the last couple of years. Now, I know that might sound intense, but we've been doing this so long that that's what it's morphed into. And I'll go back and look at that list when I'm feeling very uninspired. So now I have a scratch sheet with all kinds of ideas. I have my notepad with um, days written out. And what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start placing those ideas from the scratch sheet on my notepad. So on that first week, maybe we're having um, Asian meatballs, we're having chicken fajitas, we're having um, maybe a chicken Caesar salad, and then there's our Sunday sandwich, plus we have our pizza on Friday. Whereas the next week, um, I might have made double the meatballs on that first week. So the second week, I'll do something different with the meatballs. Maybe I'm using a vodka sauce and pasta. Um, Then I'm also going to do those enchiladas Aaron really wanted. And I'll do another another dish that's really easy, maybe like a ground turkey sweet potato skillet, right? So they're different meals every night. We're not eating the same meal every night, which keeps things interesting for us. Now, for some people, they don't mind eating uh, the same pasta dish a few nights in a row. That's totally fine. But for us, we want a different meal. The reason being is because every meal that we have for dinner is the next day's lunch. So we're not only planning out and prepping our dinners, but we're actually then making our lunches the next day. So we have then lunches already planned out and ready in the fridge for us to also make that super easy. That way we're actually eating a good meal at lunch and we're not going out to eat a lot, which is also good. Now, once I have the meals planned out on that notepad, I'm then going to start ordering my groceries. I order groceries on our on, a, on Kroger or whatever grocery store, I guess, would be good for you. Now, the, the other thing that I've noticed by doing this is I spend a lot less money. When I am tired and hungry and I go to the grocery store, I spend so much more money because I see something and I'm hungry and I'm craving it. When I order online, I'm only ordering the things that we need, things that I have written down before that we need, like we need dish detergent or paper towels or olive oil, but I'm also only ordering food based on the meal plan. Now, we also order snacks and and other condiments and things like that, but I'm only ordering based on what we need. This also reduces the amount of food we have in our fridge, in our pantry, keeps it organized, which matters to me. That's also another priority. 
and it reduces waste. We're not wasteful with the food that we're getting. We're not throwing away a lot of food at the end of the week or the end of the two weeks. Now, when I order groceries, I'm going to order as much as I can for those two weeks, but I'm not going to order the most perishable items that I need for week two. So say that we're having a salad or we need a lot of fresh vegetables or fruits for week two. I'm not going to order those right now. I'm going to wait until the next week and go pick those up or order them in a different order just so that they don't go bad. If you're listening to this podcast series on decision fatigue, it's safe to say that you're intrigued or at least interested in the topic of decision making or decision fatigue. As helpful as it is to hear real life situations and advice on this podcast, I know that in order to make change in our lives, we need actionable steps. We need something more practical. And we have good news. We've been developing a 30-day journal that will prompt you with one question a day for 30 days. If you hate journaling, or if you feel you don't have the time, you will love this journal. We have simplified it to one question a day. The questions build upon each other to take you through a process. So give us five, maybe 10 minutes a day, and we will help you make decisions easier with less stress. In one month, you will uncover what contributes to your decision fatigue, why you feel indecisive, and what you can do to feel more in control of your work and life. Sign up to be the first to know of the launch of our decision-making journal. You can click on the link in the show notes or head to beingwellmindset.com. Now the fun part. Every Sunday, Erin and I cook together. So this is usually about 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. on a Sunday. We come together. I lay out all the food on the island that we need for each meal that we're going to cook, get all the ingredients out, and then we make ourselves a cocktail and we cook together. This is good for our relationship. This is good because it saves us a lot of time and we've learned to enjoy it. It is a time. It's almost like a date for us and it works. And we're able to do it in about an hour to an hour and a half. So we are cooking all the most time-consuming parts of our meals for the entire week in an hour and a half. We are saving so much time and we are reducing so many decisions on a daily basis. And it works for us. And what we've gained out of it is that we're eating healthy meals. We're saving money on groceries. We are, (laughs) we are reducing the amount of hangry arguments (laughs) that we have in our marriage. And there are less decisions that we're making. We're also making less decisions when we're at our worst, right? It's not just that we we make a lot of decisions. It's making those decisions when you are tired, when you're stressed, when you're at your max and you no longer want to make any more decisions. And that is usually when you're deciding when to eat dinner after a long day. So we have gained so much by doing this together. It works for us because we've also had to let go of some other things. We talk about letting go of control or, or, or letting go of certain things because other things matter more. We have let go of the fact that there are some times where I might be craving sushi on a Wednesday night, but we actually have planned out that we're going to have uh, a chicken Caesar salad. And we have kept ourselves to that. And that takes some discipline. Um, but I've let go of the fact that I know that I might be craving something different the night that we actually eat something. Now, there also there's nights where I might switch a meal. So maybe Wednesday night was supposed to be that salad, but Thursday night is going to be pasta and I've had a long day and that's what I want is pasta. I'll just switch the meals. It's not it's not that big of a deal. 
I'm also okay with heating up food in a microwave. For some people, that is not okay. And a priority for them is they want their food cooked that night. So that's that's something I'm willing to give up that I know someone else wouldn't. And, you know, we would rather have a good meal planned than to um, go out to eat every night. We love local restaurants. We love going out. That's also a priority for our, ourselves. But we are also renovating a house and growing a business. And so there are things that we have to give up in certain seasons of life and prioritize others. And meal prep is one of those things where we have given up control in some some areas. We've given up certain things because other things are more important to us. So this aligns with our priorities. This, we gain a lot out of it, but we also know what we have to give up in the meantime. So I hope this example of how we meal prep and we meal plan has aligned with our priorities, reduced decision fatigue because we're reducing how many times we're making a decision about what we're eating. Um, and it's really even helped our relationship as well. So I hope this inspires and encourages you to find something that you can uh, streamline and structure so that you can reduce the decisions that you're making on a daily basis. I also want to share with you um, a couple other little things that I do to reduce my decision fatigue outside of meals and food. I love getting my nails done. For years and years and years, I took my stress out on my hands. I picked at my hands. I bit my nails. That's really how I took out my stress. But once 2020 came, I told myself if I grew out my nails during quarantine, that I could go get my nails done and get a manicure every two to three weeks. And so I did it. That was my goal. And I grew my nails out. And for the last two to three years, I had been getting my nails done every two to three weeks. Now you might be like, oh, that must be nice. Well, it's a priority to me. My hands are in a lot of photos for my other business. We are a branding business and we do a lot of social media content. And my hands end up being in pictures and in videos. I want my nails to look nice. Also, as a business owner, I want to present myself well. I want my hair to look nice. I want my nails to look nice. That's a priority to me. And so I want them to be done. So because of those things, I get my nails done. Now, what I was realizing is I go in for something that is a treat and a privilege to get my nails done, right? And I would let it be something that stressed me because it's like, okay, what nail color do I want? What nail shape do I want? And you're trying to make a decision and then you're fretting about it and then you're taking more time than you need. And so I decided I'm going to streamline this decision. And so for a certain season each month, I only wear one nail color. So during the fall and winter, I wear this one dark nail color to the point that the lady at the nail salon, I don't know if she knows my actual name, but she just calls me by my nail color. Now in the spring, I wear a different color and in the summer, I wear a different color. So I will change it up throughout the year, but I pick that one color. Now I love color and I will look at other women's hands and see that they have a cool design on their nails or a different color. And I'm like, oh man, maybe I should switch it up but I don't. I hold true. I have streamlined and reduced that decision in my life so that when I go to get my nails done, I am enjoying the thing that I have treated myself to instead of letting it be one more thing that I am making a decision about, worrying about if I made the right decision and second guessing myself. I know that sounds so silly and I know it sounds so simple, but it's something that's worked for me. The other thing that I've done is my clothing. So just to give you a little background, my background is actually in fashion. That was my undergrad degree and my first job out of college. I was an apparel designer and production manager. 
I love so many different styles of fashion. I wish I could wear all the different styles of fashion. I love being creative. But I also know that my job is to be creative for my clients. As a branding consultant and someone who does strategy, I am creative all day long. So I have to reduce other areas in my life that could take my decision and my attention, right? And so I have streamlined my style. I wear a lot of black and a lot of neutrals, and I've streamlined the styles in which I wear on my body. Now that changes over time and seasons and with my body type, but I have streamlined that because it's one last decision that I'm making on a weekly, monthly basis. And then lastly is reducing decisions within my business. I own a business and have owned a business for a little over seven years. When it was just me, those decisions really only affected me and maybe my client that I was working with. But now my team has grown and I have other women on my team and the decisions I make carry more weight. And I want to make sure that I am in a good place and I am healthy where I can make good decisions because they affect me. They affect the team. They affect the clients. They, they affect so much. And so there are times where I have to, I need more energy to make a good decision. There might be a lot of good options for my decision. And I want to be able to make a decision quickly. I want to make, uh, I don't want to make it rashly, but I want to make it quickly so that my team can then move on and do what they need to do and do what they're good at. So I realize that there are times where I need to be in a really good place and need to reduce the decisions in other places of my life so that I can show up really well in my work and in my business. Now I have learned to have to delegate. That means that I have to let go of control and that can be hard to do. But I have built a team where they are, they are incredible at what they do. And so I have to work on trusting them, communicating clearly on the expectations on the front end, delegating to them and then letting go, which is really hard. I'm not going to just give you this advice and be like, just do it. No, it is really hard. But I've seen over and over again that when I did, it relieved so much on me. And there have been times where maybe a team member didn't do it exactly the way I wanted to do it or exactly the way I have done it. But all that takes is a little, a little conversation. Hey, this is how I actually really would like for us to do it in the future. Or I say, <laughs> the way you did it was a lot better than I ever did it. And, and we move on and we learn from it. But what I'm saying is there's going to be times where you let go in order to reduce your decision fatigue. And so I have decided that it's a priority for me to have a team that's doing what they do best, to have a business that is growing and that we enjoy doing it. And so I will let go of certain things so I can reduce my decision fatigue. Now, one last thing on that is that there are times where there are really busy days that are full of distractions, but they're also full of a lot of little decisions. And I have had to physically move myself to help me make a decision. So I will stand up from my desk or I will remove myself from a noisy environment and I will get myself to focus on what the thing I need to make a decision about, make the decision, and then move on. I hope these hints, I hope these, these things that I have done in my life will inspire you and help you 
But the biggest thing is that I have prioritized. I've realized what the priorities are in my life in this season of life. I have let go of many things and continue to do. And I've decided it is more important to me to enjoy these things, enjoy my business, enjoy my team, enjoy my manicure and nails, enjoy dinner with my husband than it is to to have complete control over everything. So I'm going to streamline these things so that I can actually enjoy them. At the end of every episode, we always give you a question to reflect on. And so this time it's a little practical, not as as bigger picture. So I want to ask you, what is one practical thing in your life that you can streamline to reduce decision fatigue and actually enjoy it?